Hello and welcome to Let's Talk with Bishop R.C. Blakes. R.C. is an author, empowerment teacher, and the proud pastor of the New Home Ministries of New Orleans, Louisiana, and Houston, Texas. His message circles the globe. His conversational and candid approach to challenging content makes him a relevant voice to all generations. Get ready for a life-changing transformational conversation. Hello, 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 hello. This is R.C. Blakes and I am here. This is, um, <clears throat> this is really kind of off schedule. You know, I usually come through on Monday nights, but there's something that uh, has just kind of been pressing me and I decided to come on and to really have a conversation. The conversation is open to to ladies, of course, my, my channel is about 96% uh, female. I think the last time I checked, it was like 96% uh, female. But we do have some brothers that uh, are a part of our community and um, get a lot out of the things we discuss. So I decided today that I, I wanted to talk, I was really inspired to talk about to kind of talk straight at the bros, the brothers, the, the nephews, the, the sons, you know, the fathers, the uncles, the young men, the old men, because all of us have this desire within us as men uh, to be the man. We all, have, we all have that desire to be the man. Now, what does that mean? That means something different uh, for, you know, probably every guy. For an athlete, that means, you know, I want to start. Um, I want to stand out. I want to be a, above, you know, the crowd. For the lawyer, that means I want to win my cases. I want to, uh, you know, I want to make seven figures a year. I want to drive this. I want, you know, want to live in that. Uh, for the average businessman, I want to hit my marks, I want to do this, I want to do that. It means something different for every man in a um, superficial sense. You know, what do we do for a living, what we, you know, what we have, what we accomplish. You know, these things are, are, are the superficial aspects of, of what it means to be a man. And they are important, don't get me wrong. Those things are important, as we're going to see in this conversation today. But I wanted to look just a little deeper, and I wanted to come from the perspective of a guy that's a little older um, than many of you, a lot older than some, not as old as some of you, but I've lived my life, you know, I'm living my life, should I say, <laughs> make sure we get that right. I'm living my life, but I've, I've, experienced, um, I, I've experienced pretty much all of the failures that most men experience. I've messed up like, um, you know, most men have done, and I've recovered, I've learned, I've improved, you know. And now I'm at a place and stage in my life where I'm getting the kind of outcomes that I always desired. And so I believe it. I believe it becomes the responsibility 
of, of an older guy to speak back into the lives of younger guys especially and even guys that are my age or even older but who've not figured certain things out yet and you're, you're trying to figure out why am I constantly flunking? Why am I constantly failing at life uh, as a man in particularly? Some of the things that we're going to talk about today are important. Who you listen to matters. You know, I want, I want to say that first of all, because there's just, just too many guys that are following anything and everything. And that's, that's you know, when you find yourself just following anything, you know, without vetting the voices you're listening to, that's the epitome of feminine energy. A real man that's walking in masculine energy, he's not going to just be out here following everything and just be a, a group thinker and a part of the cheering section. You know, at some point, you've got you to you consider the source and you have to look at the outcomes that a person, that a so-called man is getting in his life. You know, does this guy have um, a successful relationship with a woman? What's his relationship like with his children? My children and my grandchildren adore me. And I adore them. My wife honors me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? My wife honors me, man. Um, my wife brings me food in bed. I get breakfast in bed. I get whatever I want. You know, my wife all day long is trying to figure out what, what do I need? What do I want? My wife is taking care of me and I'm taking care of my wife. So, you know, when, when you start talking about listening to guys who are trying to teach you how to be men, uh, they need to kind of pull back the veil from off of their lives so that you can really see what kind of outcomes they're really, really getting. Because all of this superficial stuff, all of this, this, this showboating stuff, all of this style and no substance amounts to misery. So... How does a man actually be the man, in particularly in the eyes of the kind of woman he wants? There, there are a lot of mistakes I see you guys make. There are a lot of mistakes you guys make that prevent you from um, being able to have a chance with the kind of woman you desire. And so I want to just kind of in this, in this format uh, share some of these thoughts with you today. Well, when you look at um, 1 Timothy 5 and 8, here's, here's really um, an older guy, the Apostle Paul, writing to a younger guy. He's talking to him in the context of how to do ministry, but it's the same dynamic. An older guy who's experienced it, who's done it successfully is now speaking back into the life of a younger guy who's on his way into it so that he doesn't, what, make the same mistakes. That's the purpose of mentors. Mentors save you time. They save you a whole lot of unnecessary blunders when you're wise enough to choose the right ones and to listen to them when they speak. But in 1 Timothy 5 and 8, listen to what, Paul says, he says, but if any provide not for his own, and especially for 
those of his own house, he had denied the faith. That's not actually the text I wanted. I, I don't know. I, I don't have my Bible near. The text I wanted is where he says, when I, when I was a child, I spake as a child, understood as a child, behaved like a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. I'll put the scripture uh, in the description since I don't have, I don't want to put my Bible close by. So my point for even referencing that text is, let me see if I can just get it. We, you know, this is just a conversation, right? Yeah, that's all this is. This is just a conversation. Actually, it's 1 Corinthians 13 and 11. It says, when I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. Now, the point I want to make here is that manhood is not between your legs. It's not, you know, it's not what you're working with. Gorillas got that. Monkeys got that. Dogs and giraffes got that. Manhood is about what's happening between your ears. It's your mindset. Paul says, when I was a child, I thought like a child, behaved like a child, so spoke like a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. He became a man in his mind. Now, the first thing I want to share with you relative to becoming the man, you know, in the eyes of the kind of woman you desire to have. It starts with managing, learning to manage your masculine energy. That's the thing that separates um, you from other guys that have success with a certain kind of woman, wife material, virtuous woman, high value woman, you may call her, is that this guy knows how to manage one of the issues he has or one of the attributes he has is that he knows how to manage his masculine energy. As I look at uh, this generation of younger men and even older guys, no clue, no clue relative to how to manage yourself in a masculine fashion. And see, when I, when I say masculine, I'm talking about more than this and more than, you know, more than that. That's ignorant. That's, that's completely ignorant. That's not even ignorant. That's just ignorant. You know what I'm saying? You ain't doing nothing but going to jail. That's all you're going to do. That, that's stupid. That's, that's, not, that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about masculine energy. The guy that becomes the man is the one that learns how to manage his masculine energy. Now, this is imperative to commanding the attention, recognition, and respect of the kind of woman you desire to have in your life. Now, when we talk about masculine energy, masculine energy is the do-something energy. You know, uh, when, a, when a man is functioning in his masculine, he, he, he's energized to do something. You know, like I, I sit in my masculine energy, you know, 
pretty much 24-7 because I'm always trying to find something to do. I feel weird when I don't have something to do. When I look around, there are a lot of guys who are content with doing nothing and watching their women do. But when you're in your masculine energy, it is the do something energy. It's the take charge energy. It's not the passive uh, sit on the sideline, let somebody else lead me, somebody else guide me. No, 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 no. Letting your woman make all of the decisions for you. It's the do something energy. It's the take charge energy. It's the leader energy. It's the, it's the I got something to prove to myself energy. You see, most of you guys are not functioning in that. You, you, you're weak in terms of your decision-making uh, capacity. Uh, you're emotionally weak. You can't take too much pressure. Uh, you, you, you know, you're, you're lazy. You don't want to do anything. You're just sitting on your behind and you're trying to find a woman to take care of you. That's, that's you know... Hmm. You're not going to track, you're not, you're not going to track the kind of woman that you're looking for functioning in that kind of energy. You're going to always get the woman that's going to what? Accommodate you, your laziness, your not wanting to do anything, your lack of ambition, your lack of goals, and she's going to go out and get it. She's going to put on her masculine energy hat, let you stay home and stay in your feminine and she gonna, she's going to keep you and take care of you, and then she's going to eventually resent you and disrespect you. Now, there's, there's an account that I love to read, all, you know, I read it quite a lot, in 1 Kings chapter 10, verses 1 through 6, where a, a queen meets a king. And the queen of Sheba comes to meet King Solomon. And listen to how it reads in 1 Kings chapter 10, verses 1 through 6. It says, And when the queen of Sheba heard of the fame of Solomon concerning the name of the Lord, she came to prove him with hard questions. And she came to Jerusalem with a very great train, with camels that bear spices and very much gold and precious stones. And when she was come to Solomon, she communed with him of all that was in her heart. And Solomon told her all her questions. He answered every question she had. Dude was intellectual. Dude was organized. Dude was balling. You know what I mean? Dude, 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 dude had, he had, he had some swag with him. And verse 3 says, And Solomon told her all her questions. There was not anything hid from the king which he told her not. And when the queen of Sheba had seen all Solomon's wisdom and the house that he had built. Now this woman is balling herself. She's a queen, she got it going on, but there's something about this guy that commands her respect. The Bible says, when she had seen all Solomon's wisdom in the house that he had built, and the meat of his table, and the sitting of his servants, and the attendance of his ministers, the excellence that this guy ran his situation with, and their apparel, and his cupbearers, and his ascent by which he went up unto the house of the Lord, there was no more spirit in her. In other words, the chick almost fainted. Her mind was blown. And she said to the king, it was a true report 
that I heard in mine own land of thy acts and of thy wisdom. And it goes on to say, but the half has not been told. What are you looking at here? You're looking at a powerful woman, a high value woman, that hears about a high value man. And when she gets there, this dude is so masculine that he's not intimidated by her question. You see, if you're sitting there now, man, and you, you, you're still intimidated by a woman asking you questions, you ain't ready for no, you're not ready for the big leagues. You need to stay on down there in the minors because you ain't ready for the big leagues. When you, start trying to, when you start trying to tap into the kind of woman you say you want, you got to be a man that, that uh, receives questions. Kings answer questions that only queens, queens ask questions that only kings can answer. And really, kings answer only questions queens think to ask. But if you're still intimidated by a woman interrogating you, or a woman asking you questions, you're not sitting in your masculine. And if you're not, if you're not managing your masculine energy, you're, you're never really going to attract the kind of woman into your life that you desire. You can always have that, that weak, timid situation working you know as an undercurrent and it's going to always turn a certain kind of woman off you see contrary to what people say or what a lot of people think um when you start talking about certain kinds of women it's not necessarily the looks of the guy that attracts these kind kinds of women to him wife material i like to keep it there now, i'm not i'm not trying to teach nobody to be no player I'm trying to teach you how to really attract the kind of woman you need to really do life right and to succeed on all levels. It's not, it's not the guy that, that is the best looking. I wasn't the best looking. But I had, a, I had a certain mindset about me. Come on now. A whole lot of guys look better than me. They, you know, they, they, couldn't, they, couldn't, they couldn't hang. They couldn't hang. Because it's all about the mindset. Now let me give you a few things just to make this thing practical and applicable that every young man, every man period should work on relative to managing your masculine energy properly. Confidence. Probably the most attractive thing to a woman is a man that has confidence. Confidence, you know, where, where you, um, you know, you, you actually believe you can do it. You know what I'm saying? And you, you don't really need no cheerleaders. You're not like a football player. You don't need a, give me a, you know, give me a, a, a G, give me a whatever, 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 push them back, push them back. You don't need all that. You're like a golfer. I just need y'all to be quiet because my game is between my ears and I don't need any help. I just need y'all to be quiet. Be quiet and witness. So you got, you got, you got, you got to roll through life with confidence. Now it doesn't mean that you're not going to have situations where sometimes you're going to be kind of like a little shaky as a man. Man, I promise you, there's some things, man, that can shake you, make you, make your knees buckle. But when you have confidence, there's no challenge that you don't step to. There's, there's, there's no challenge that you don't step to because you've already conditioned yourself that there's no such thing as failure. It's only lessons. So if I don't succeed this time, that's cool. I'll take what I learned and I'll come back again. See, that, that's, that's managing your masculine energy. But just sitting in the corner, afraid and timid, 
you know, don't want, don't want to bust a move. And you're wondering why you can't get a woman. Don't no woman, won't no man that's sitting around here looking like he's scared all day long. You've got to have a certain swag. You've got to have a certain confidence about yourself. And then you have to have the courage. These two kind of go hand in hand. You've got to have the confidence, but then you have to have the courage to actually follow through. Now, courage is not the absence of fear. It's just the refusal to allow that fear to stop me from being the best version of myself. That's all a courageous man is. A courageous man is a guy that says, Ooh, this is this is deep, but I'm going. And then you have to have charisma. And that's you know that, that that's something you can work on, you know. You got you gotta learn you gotta teach yourself when you walk into a room. Don't hold your head down, hold your head up, man. You're managing your masculine energy. Masculine dudes don't hold their head down. Hold your head up. Shake people squarely by the hand. Look them in the eye. Now you stand people think you're nuts then, you know, but look look people in the eye, you know, then then casually look off, but maintain that eye contact. Learn to smile. Learn to speak. Learn to walk in the room. Hello, how's everybody doing? You know what I mean? Hey, hey, my name is. Yeah. Oh, God, you know. And, and what you're doing, you're managing your masculine energy, your charisma, the way you present yourself, the way you show up in the world determines what comes back at you. And then you need to be a mystery. Stop talking so much. And stop just, you know, blabbing off at the mouth, you know, learn, learn to shut up sometimes and learn to listen to other folk. Stop knowing everything. Learn to listen. Learn to nod your head. Know when to give your opinion. Know when to hold your opinion. Don't be, don't just, you know, okay. Number, letter E, intellect. Don't, don't fry your brain just sitting there staring in a phone all day at other people's lives and you're doing nothing to improve your own intellect. Be, be smart about something. Be smart about something. Women love smart dudes. Women love a dude that knows something. I mean, you, you get a dude that knows something and you know, has personalities, worked on his personality, is charismatic, confident. Man, that, that's, you know, that's, the, that's, that's a winning combination. The virtuous woman is looking for a man that can function on that level. Then you need to be decisive. Be a dude that can make a decision. Stop just vacillating. You're, what are you doing? You're managing your masculine energy, man. I'm talking to the bros today. You're managing your masculine energy. You know, be, be a man that's decisive. You know, don't, don't just sit around here and uh, ifing and, and hoping and wishing and sitting on the fence all the time. So number one, to be, to be the man, you have to manage your masculine energy. Number two, you have, you're going to have to have a vision and you're going to have to be in pursuit of that vision. You're going to have to have a vision, and you're going, to, you're going to have to be in pursuit of that vision. A vision is a knowledge of your preferred future. In other words, you know where you're going, and you have an actual action plan that you're following to get there. 
Don't be a dude out here with no vision. Talking about you praying for a wife. You can't find a wife. Don't none of the none of the sisters at the church, you know, they're not none of them attracted to you. None of the sisters on the job are attracted to you. Uh, when you're looking for a queen, you're gonna have to have a vision, bro. You're gonna have to have a vision. And you're gonna have to be in pursuit of that vision. So you can't just have a vision. And then be sitting there on your behind waiting for a woman to come there and start you up, motivate you. You got to bring all that to the table yourself. You got to bring the vision. You got to bring the startup. You got to bring the self-motivation. And then God will give you the kind of woman that can help you to put all of that together. But, but you got to come with a vision that you're in pursuit of. If you're going to be the man, you got to have, you got to have a vision. My wife, my wife knew my vision long before it manifested. But, but I was able to articulate my vision, and she saw me actively in pursuit of my vision. So when, when we got together, she just kind of jumped in to help me do what I was already doing. A woman, you can't expect a woman to come in and be your mama now and, and, and wake you up and, you know, spoon feed you. No, no, no. You got to have a vision and you're going to have to be in pursuit of that vision. The Bible says in Proverbs 29 and 18, where there is no vision, the people perish. Where there is no vision, the people perish. Now, where there's an actual vision, there's a corresponding action. In other words, you're not just talking it, but everybody can see you walking it. You can't be the man if you just run in your mouth and there's no action. There's no fruit. You know, you, you, you just a tree full of leaves talking about I'm, I'm an apple tree. Well, where are the apples? You know, you've been here for 25 years now. Where are the apples? If you look in Rebecca 2 and 2, it says, And the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision. Make it plain upon tables that he may run that readeth it. Wherever there's a vision, there's corresponding action. Where there's a vision, there's, there's some running going on. If you're going to be the man, you're going to have to have a vision that you are clearly in pursuit of. Especially if you want to be the man in the eyes of the kind of woman that would make for a queen of a wife. If you want to attract that kind of woman, you're going to have to have a vision because a man without a vision. Now, listen to this very carefully. A man without a vision is of no interest to a virtuous woman. If you don't have a vision, you, 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 you never you're not going to attract wife material because the virtuous woman, the wife material, she comes to help. God made Eve to what? Help Adam. Where there is no vision, there's nothing to help with. Number three, if you're going to be the man, you're going to have to discipline yourself sexually. You know, a, a, a man that is not disciplined sexually uh, is a clown. I, I mean, you, make, you actually make a clown of yourself. You know... You buy into all of this propaganda, this this uh, this old pseudo manhood propaganda that 
you know, you, you need to knock so many women down, you need to increase your body count and all of this kind of thing. Not realizing, man, that you're making a complete behind of yourself. You, you're you're going to have to discipline yourself sexually. How many guys do you see on the news who ruin all, you know, ruin their careers, ruin themselves financially, ruin their reputations because they're not disciplined sexually? Or these guys, you know, running around, talking about they're, they're, they're a player, 40, 50, 60 years old, and have nothing to show for life. And, and to be quite honest with you, you around here 50 years old, talking about you're a player. Man, lose the L, lose the L, you're not a player. If you got women hanging around, you're not a player, you're a payer. You're an old dude, bro. The sooner you learn this lesson, that the man disciplines himself sexually, the man is not the one that goes around just spreading his seed all willy-nilly with any kind of woman. The man is a man that disciplines himself sexually. He's so locked in on his vision, he doesn't have time to be around here trying to set up a bunch of different women. He's looking for the one to help him build an empire. But you're going to have to discipline yourself sexually. Now, I know that this, this kind of teaching is contrary to what y'all hearing a lot today. But, you know, I mean, all I say is, you know, consider the source. Look at the outcomes. I know one thing. My life didn't take off. Most of you all that are watching this, you will never have the kind of sexual uh, life that I had when I was out there as a young man doing what I was doing. You'll never, you'll never go to that level. And I can, I can attest to you now, I can tell you now, that my life shifted exponentially as a man when I made up my mind that I was going to discipline myself sexually. And when I brought that part of my life under control, you talk about, you talk about a strong, powerful man. When I got to the point that sex no longer had a stranglehold on me, but I was in control of my body? Oh, man. Listen to what the Bible says in Proverbs 31, 1 through 3. And here you have um, a mother educating her young son, the prince, relative to how to be the king. If, the, if you look in, again, Proverbs 31, 1 through 3, it says, The words of King Lemuel, the prophecy that his mother taught him, What my son, and what the son of my womb, and what the son of my vows, give not thy strength unto women, nor thy ways to that which destroyeth kings, she said, do not waste your virtue, your strength, your essence on being loose sexually, going from one woman to the next. She describes it as giving women your strength. The stuff you're going to need to construct destiny and a future and greatness 
She says, don't give that away just loosely to women that at the end of the day don't even matter to you. Now, there are a few reasons that I, I have to always put this in there, that in here, that you, when I'm talking to brothers, you've got to discipline yourself sexually. Because the thing about being out of control sexually as a man is that, you know, we're driven by lust. And, you know, if you've lived in any length of time and if you've had any experience, by now you know that lust is never satisfied. So it means you go, it goes deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and it's more and more of a commitment. And you're giving yourself to all of this stuff that doesn't matter while time and life are passing you by. There's nothing worse than seeing a guy my age who doesn't have a clue, who's still out in the club with silk shirts on, gold chains with the little sailor anchor, uh, you, know, you know, bouncing back and forth with a drink in his, in his hand, got all the hair on his chest showing and all that's great. He ain't got no woman, he ain't got no wife. His children hate him if, he, you know, if they know him at all. What are you doing? He never brought discipline to his sex, to his sexuality. And as a consequence, he ain't the man. He ain't the man. There, there are a few things I want to say to you before we move on to our final point. Relative to why it's important to discipline yourself sexually. It robs you of your judgment. And out of control sex life as a man, it robs you of your judgment. You make decisions and choices that can cost you more than you're willing to pay. You lose, you lose the ability, let it be, to discern wife material. You're out here bouncing with all of these women and you mess around and let a queen walk out of your life. Because you're so preoccupied with the buffoonery that you fail to recognize the quality of a real queen and then let us see. When you live in an out of control sex life like that as, as a man, you squander your money. You, you're spending resources on hotels and dinner and all of this other kind of stuff or whatever you're doing, all of this gas running back and forth. Man, if you're gonna be the man, if you're going to really be the man, you're going to have to discipline your sex life. And then number four, um, oh, I said finally, but I actually have one point after this. You have to build yourself financially. See, you, you are, you're under construction. You have to understand that. You're under construction. You have to build yourself financially. You, you, because you cannot separate manhood from money. You can't separate it. Society is not going to let you separate it. And if you're really functioning with uh, and in masculine energy, your own inner thoughts are not going to let you separate your manhood from money. Because when you're functioning in your masculinity, you have the desire to be the provider. Now, your woman may have a wonderful career in doing whatever she does, but you have a desire as the man to be the provider. 
You can't separate. Again, God gave Adam resources before he ever gave him a woman. Why? Because a man has a built-in desire when he's masculine to provide for his woman and his children. You can't be the man if you don't have a mind to earn. You don't want a job. Come on, man. You're around here wearing all of these Jordan tennis shoes. You're 35, 40 years old. You don't have a job. Talking about you a rapper. Man, come on, bro. Come on now. You got, you, got, you got to build yourself financially. What does that mean? That means you got to start wherever you got to start. And you got to do whatever you got to do. And you just got to build. You got to get your credit together. You got to learn how to save some money. You got to learn how to, you know, make a paycheck, live, live within a budget, put certain monies back. You, you're going to have to learn. If you look in 1 Timothy 5 and 8, it says, But if any provide not for his own, especially for those of his own house, he hath denied the faith and is worse than an infidel or an unbeliever. It's ridiculous for you guys that sitting in the church call yourselves Christians and you don't want a job. And you're talking about you want a wife. Well, any woman in her right mind don't want no man that doesn't want to work. She, she couldn't have listened to none of my teaching because, you, you know, ain't no way in the world a woman's supposed to be going dealing with a man that doesn't want to earn. You got to build yourself financially. It's amazing how when you get some money in your hands as a man, it's amazing what that does for your confidence. You go, oh, that's, that's superficial. You can say what you want. The Bible says money answers all things. And when you get a woman and a family, you have a lot of things to answer for. And they're going to require money. And when you got that money and you can take care of your wife, you can take care of your children, you the man. I'm preaching better than y'all shouting. Let me give you these little, little sub points. Letter A, you need a financial circle of mentors. You young cats, even older cats. You, you, you say, okay, my money's all over the place. Man, I'm just, I'm a mess financially. You need some financial mentors. You need some people who are really doing it the real way, the right way. I ain't talking about somebody, you know, on, around the corner, on the corner, offering you some position in street pharmacy. That ain't what I'm talking about. Somebody that's doing it the right way, they figured out how to make, manage, and multiply money, you need some financial mentors. The Bible says in Proverbs 28 and 11, the rich man is wise in his own conceit, but the poor that hath understanding searcheth him out. You got to go and find the kinds of men that are balling the way you desire to ball. And you have to submit to their counsel. You can't get offended when they tell you something you don't like. This, all of this is a part of what? Being the man. The financial life I live today is because my father, the late uh, Robert Charles Blake Sr., kicked me in my behind about all of the stupid things I was doing. Man, I was walking around with, with gold rings almost on every finger. Horrible credit. Walking around with all these gold rings, watches. Man, let it be. You're going to need to manage your present money well to increase it. It's a principle. If you're faithful over little, you become ruler over much. Let us see. You're going to have to take certain calculated risks. You're not going to, you, you start off on a job, but you have to have a greater vision than that. 
God's going to give you some, some, some business ideas. God's going to give you some other avenues to create other streams. That's going to bring in more money than your job. You don't necessarily quit your job because the more money, the merrier. And, but you're going to have to take some risk. There are too many guys that don't want to take risks financially. That's why you never, get, you never get to where you're supposed to be. People that you see that are really out here balling, they do things that are risky, but they're calculated risk. And then number five and finally, you're going to have to be an independent thinker. You want to be the man, you've you got to stop being a follower. You've got to stop being a bandwagon participant. And you're going to have to be an independent thinker. You're going to, your no is going to have to be no. Your yes is going to have to be yes. You're going to have to stop. You're going to have to stop being out here trying to fit into the crowd. Did you not know the crowd is average and below? Why would you want to fit into the crowd? I don't want to fit into no crowd. I'm not going to be out here echoing what the majority of people are saying. I want to stand out. That means I have to have my own mind. Those 10 percenters, those 5 percenters, they are people who have their own minds and they stand out from the crowd. You're trying to fit into the average and the below average? All of y'all sitting there looking up to somebody? <laughs> Come on, man. You've got to be an independent thinker as a brother, as a man. Now listen, I'm done. I just wanted to have this conversation with the bros today, and I hope you got something out of it. Uh, let me pray for you if you don't mind. Father, I thank you for every man and even women that are watching this. I thank you for their sons, their nephews, husbands, boyfriends, uncles, the fathers. I thank you, God. And I thank you for touching every brother and making, him, making them understand that they are kings. They are kings. It doesn't matter what kind of mistakes they've made. They can recover. They can regroup. And they can do it on the next level. I thank you for touching their hearts making them know, dear God, that you've not given up on them. There's hope for them. There's a future for them. And God, you have great things in store for them. Let this message soak into their hearts. And let it bring about change in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Now listen, man, go by my website, rcblakes.com. Sign up for my mailing list. Check out my book, Kingology, on Amazon. Some of you brothers are in soul tie relationships. Uh, check out my book on soul ties. Uh, yeah, it'll help you. There's another book I have there, Imperfectly Holy. For those of you that may be Christian and struggling with the reality that, you know, you save, you love God, but you still have some issues that uh, you, you've not overcome and you're feeling like, you, you know, God is forsaken you, check out my book, Imperfectly Holy. It's really my story. It's, my, it's really my testimony. Go and check all of that out on Amazon. Um, well, I want to thank God for all of you that have sown into uh, our lives. If you need counseling of any kind, uh, you, can look, you can follow the link in the description for better help counseling. If you use that link, they'll give you 10% off of the cost of the counseling and make a deposit into R.C. Blake's Ministries because we referred you. It's a wonderful relationship that we have with BetterHelp. I'm not a counselor. I'm just a man. I'm a preacher. And I share my heart and I share my life. But they are the counselors. If you need that, go and check them out. Now listen, I'm done. Thank you for giving me a few minutes of your time. I thought to talk to my brothers today. Um, you're on top, man, and you're going higher. God has more in store for you. So as I say all the time, 
we will see you at the top. God bless you. Until next time. We here at RC Blakes Ministries want to thank you for spending this time with us today. Time with us today. RC and Lisa are always honored to have you with us. Don't forget to reach out to us by visiting our website at www.rcblakes.com. While you're there, you may join our mailing list and receive a free download of the laws of manifesting your vision by RC Blakes. Also look at all of the online programs by RC. You may find all books written by RC and Lisa. Once again, all of us here at RC Blakes Ministries want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts. And as we always say, see you at the top.